Hi everybody and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. My name is Kinger and as always I'm joined by Mark. Good evening. By Nally. Well. And by Walchi. Bunu Ziwa. Ah balls. Ooh, that's a good one. Buna Ziwa. can I go Swaziland? I mean you can, but it's wrong. I'm gonna guess Cambodia. No. Romanian. Oh. So it turns out we had a few minor technical difficulties this week. Um, All was going well with the recording and everything got saved. And then I didn't save my own audio. Luckily, uh, we record using Discord and all of our conversation is recorded there separately. However, we hadn't started a recording until later in this episode. So here's Mark telling us about the White Hag in Sligo. So, um, yeah, so Sligo it is. Uh, so our brewery today from Sligo is the White Hag Brewery, founded in 2013. So they say they came together with the ambition of building an innovative and ambitious brewery uh, with an eclectic team from across two continents. So kind of a, an interesting story here. So we have two main players. We have uh, James Ward, who's the founder. So he's a publican in Sligo. Um, and he worked then in the States as a craft brewery, sorry, a craft beer distributor. Uh, in 2013, well, I guess in, say, 2010s, he started seeing the the success of the craft beer industry in America and wanted to bring it to Ireland. So in 2013, he set up uh, the White Hag Brewery with a guy called Joe Kearns, who is a brewer from Ohio. So Joe had been brewing since his teens. Uh, he started brewing stouts for his dad. Uh, and they became like, they started as a Father's Day thing. He's like, give me 40 bucks, I'll brew you a stout for Father's Day. We can drink it together. And then it became like every month and every week and stuff. So uh, yeah, eventually 2013, they set up the White Hag. Um, they have their core range of beers. They also have quite a few, uh, you know, seasonal beers, you know, like the Spree series. Um my personal favourite is the uh, Shamrock Shake they did for Paddy Slate. I really hope it comes back. I'm really looking forward to that. They do a range of sours as well. So the one we're trying today, the Puka range, the, we're trying the dry hopped lemon sour. But they also have a berry and hibiscus, a lime and mint one, and an apricot one. So uh, a load of good uh, sours there, which is unusual for a brewery to have a range, you know. Most of the time they only have a sour or maybe two sours. But this place, you know. They've got their sour range, which is cool. Um, another interesting thing about them is they're based in Ballymoat in Sligo. So, yeah, grand historic town. But there's one very famous person uh, from Ballymoat by the name of Andrew Kerens. Okay? Anyone know who he is? No? He's the guy who founded Celtic Football Club. So I thought that was interesting. Celtic was founded by a monk who comes from Ballymoat in Sligo. So, you know, I think uh, Celtic should get in touch with the White Hag and do a bit of partnership there. I think that'd be cool. Uh, Yeah, but uh, the name as well. The name's super interesting. So the White Hag comes from an ancient Irish legend. Uh, Fionn McCool was captured and imprisoned in the caves near the town by three hags of the Tuatha de Danann. So, and one of these hags, her power was that she could take the form of anything or anyone. She was known as the White Hag. James Ward, the founder, he said he always wanted to have an Irish kind of name, but that one that was linked inherently to the culture and the area of the town. So the White Hag, and I think it's quite fitting because a a hag that could become anything or anyone, their beers can be anything. 
you know, for anyone. So I think it's a nice little uh, juxtaposition there. So I'm really looking forward to trying this. And here's Nally telling us all about Meskin in Mayo. So the brewery we have from uh, Mayo is Meskin's. Meskin's Brewery, they were founded in 2013 as a brewery. However, the two lads who are the heads of it, the founders, they were brewing together since 2010. And they met as vets over in England. One of the guys, Bart, he's a Belgian, Belgian national. And then the other guy whose name escapes me at the minute, I think it's Killian. Let's go Killian. Um, apologies if it's not. He, he's a dub. Um, and they they met in like, you know, about 15, 16 years ago now at this stage. And they uh, they just start brewing together and met, you know, small kits and stuff. And it says, you know, they were they were brewing every week for about two years to get all of their recipes down and get them perfected. And then eventually they set up just near Croke Patrick. Um, they set up the brewery there. Which is, you know, it's pretty cool. It's a good location for it and everything. So they're using all the, the well water from around the place for their, uh, for their brewing. The name, no more than yours, Mark, the name for this is pretty good. Uh, Meskin. So I don't know, does any of you know who Meskin was? But he uh, he was the... Uh, ah, fair play. I didn't realise it was on the label until I checked everything out. I was raging. But uh, yeah, so Meskin was the brewer for St. Patrick. So apparently a lot of, you know, meeting all the chieftains and stuff like that, a lot of it came from this brewer making some savage beer, which let uh, let St. Patrick meet all the chieftains and get in there. I mean, that's a way to anyone's heart, just someone making some really good beer. That That's it. So that's that's where they got the name from, which is, you know, it's a good name. It's no more than yourself, Mark. It's, it's something good for the, the local area, like, you know, building the brewery next to Crow Patrick and naming it after St. Patrick's Brewer, which is you know, it's a good little nod. So what they've done is they've uh, they've decided that they were making a lot in the kind of Belgium style beers, um, because Bart is from Belgium. They've kind of went down that road. Um, I don't know if anyone's had any Meskins before. I know Kinger, you've had a few of them, I'd say. Um, <laughs> but uh, but their 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 Belgian style is pretty pretty evident whenever you have them. You know, it's it's definitely something that you can tell influences them. And now we can get back to the episode as normal after my monumental fuck-up. So apologies to you listening. Apologies to the boys in the Crafty Crew podcast. Uh, I'll learn from my mistakes and I will save everything from now on. Um, Enjoy the episode. Um, Okay, so uh, what are your first impressions of this, lads? Yeah, so the smell of it is definitely Belgium-y from the start. Like, it's got that kind of floral spice kind of smell so you, you can definitely mm-hmm. tell it's got that belgian influence the spices that you get coming through are very clear like um the head's pretty decent on it it's staying there for a while hasn't hasn't gone anywhere yet and uh, as for color it's kind of like that straw yellow maybe slightly golden but you know not not overly so very hazy as well wouldn't you say very hazy yeah 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 definitely yeah um, I, I, my the, the head of mine, the head of mine poured quite large as well. I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, same. Mine was okay, and well, mine poured a bit large, but it it very quickly came down, and it, it's kind of normal now. Yeah, same. It might be clearer that uh, you have the Meskins glass, and maybe that's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, mine went a little high as well, but as we established off last week, I'm not great for for pouring. <laughs> 
Uh, Mark and Wachi, have you had a taste yet? I'm, I'm very intrigued to know what your thoughts are. Yeah. So my first impressions of this, because of the spiced floral notes, it's a little bit tart and it actually is reminding me of a sour. Now, I don't know if that's because there's one in the episode later and it's in my head, but it's got a little bit of a like kind of tart, spicy uh, profile to it that I like. Uh, the mouthfeel is quite good as well. It's a little juicy for a lager, um, which, you know, is not a bad thing. Um, but it still kind of retains some carbonation. I would say it's a bit less carbonated than most lagers, I think. What would you think? Yeah, slightly. Uh, like, it's a strange twist on a on a Belgian style. Like, uh, like when I think Belgian, I think something that's quite... Um, severe is probably the wrong word, but, like, you know what you're getting with a Belgian. I think the lager element of this kind of smooths that out a small bit, um, which, which is why I... I which is why I enjoy it. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be a massive Belgian fan, so I think this is a nice take on it. Um, Walshy? Um, I think, to an extent, if you had this poured this into a glass and told me it was a Belgian beer, I think I'd believe you. I could, sipping on it, I kind of nearly automatically am like, like, what would you compare it to? I nearly kind of get like a like a whole garden or a blue moon kind of taste off it. So it doesn't really remind me of like any of the real lagers we've had, which is, as we've all mm. established, is um, quite good for any of us considering lagers wouldn't be our first choice if we had to choose from any, you know? So Yeah, and, um, and actually, like, so touching on that, Nally, like as our resident, like, lager hater, um, what are your what are your thoughts? Uh, I like Mexicans usually. They're they're good people. They make nice beer. Um, mm. I love the Belgian influence, as we established when we did our um, our Trappist episode. They're like one of my favorite styles of beer. Um, just Belgian beer in general. I, I love them. I'm confused. I guess. I mean, they've taken one of my favorite <laughs> styles and then they bastardized it by making it a lager. Um, so. <laughs> you know, kudos for trying it but uh yeah no those those belgian notes are still there and it's you know it's quite floral and spiced like that mm. you know the kind of cardamom and coriander flavors that you get from um from belgian beers is still kind of there like you were saying it's still up front you still get the smell but when you drink it there's something at the end that's distinctly cat yeah. Like it's 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 nowhere near Lager. the whole way through. It's just when you get to the end, it's right at yeah. the front of your mouth, and you get that cap it. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely probably its biggest characteristic is that it's very Belgian at the front, like as soon as it's in in your mouth, and then when you've swallowed it and it's kind of left a little, um, your taste buds. What's left on your taste buds is way more lagery. That the Belgian dies off really quick. Do you know? Which is a killer. I mean, yeah, if you well, just did the you, Belgian maybe, part yeah, of it. For you. Just just do the Belgian part of it and you're on to a freaking winner. Like, stop stop messing about with Belgian beer. Just do it right. <laughs> so we had a discussion on this podcast a while ago um, where we were kind of disagreeing on a beer. I can't remember exactly which one. And Ali was like, oh, if you take a, a big swampy mouthful, it's a different, completely different profile to if you just take small mouthfuls. And so ever since then, I've been kind of doing both when I'm trying it. And I think the bigger the mouthful you take, the more Belgian you get in. So if you're taking sips of this or small mouthfuls, kind of the Belgian's gone so quickly, that kind of Belgian 
ailey flavor that you're just kind of getting mainly a lagery taste um so this is something you want to be like horsing into a little bit to kind of have that nice pleasant spiced aroma at the start yeah, yeah that's 100 percent fair i'll give you that um it is definitely better when you take bigger mouthfuls now that could also be because i'm getting rid of it quicker but uh yeah it's definitely better <laughs> This is kind of like uh, another discussion we had as well on, on a previous episode where if you take two distinct styles and mix them, uh, you know, yeah. would it be a good or a bad outcome? And this is kind of a, taking a, a Belgian style and mixing with a lager, which <clears throat> it's a strange mix. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a really strange mix. Um, yeah, I have had this before. Um, and I kind of I kind of drank it without the knowledge not not knowledge without the without caring that it was a belgian take on on a lager would say and I, I i enjoyed it more knowing it was a lager because of that i i didn't get too bogged down in the belgian side of it yeah yeah the difference between enjoying it as a consumer and enjoying it as a member of a craft beer review podcast care yeah yes exactly yeah yeah precisely <laughs> and Knowing now that it's the cat pissy flavor um, that you're trying to avoid, I know you see, yeah, like saying saying cat pissy as, as a flavor is 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 definitely off putting for anyone, whether it's a lager or any other type of beer. Yeah, I got to stop that because my mom listened to the very first episode of, of this podcast and gave out to me for using that as a descriptor, and then told me that people must have worked hard to make that, and that was a very insulting thing to say about Third Circle Trinity Pilsner. So well, I was going to say, was that the, was that that episode or like? yes it was uh, so I can't use that descriptor anymore so I'm going to go with the feline excrement um, I don't know if that's better I feel it sounds a bit better excrement? yeah yeah. yeah. I think it's still excrement is it? I don't know I'm not a linguist yeah I'm just going to stick with capis but uh, it's definitely on it's definitely on the better side of it um, that Belgian Belgium kind of flavor really helps it at the start the smell is quite nice to be fair to it um yeah you know the carbonation isn't like you were saying earlier the carbonation isn't as much as i expect from some of those you know like belgian beers you expect them to be quite heavily carbonated this isn't as up there as some of the others that i had um you know i think if it was a bit more carbonated i might even make it a bit better because it would wash away the uh taste at the end i don't know if this is a stupid question or not but I, I always feel like lagers are obviously obviously this is a Belgian take on it, but like lagers are quite clear, and I wouldn't imagine there'd be an awful lot of like kind of stuff floating around in a lager. Whereas I'm looking at the bottom of this now, and there's quite a lot of like silt floating around the bottom. Is that is that coming straight from the Belgian aspect of it? It's it's coming from the bottle conditioning. It's the when you bottle condition it, the yeast still ferments inside of the bottle. So as the yeast ferments, it okay. drops out of solution when it dies and stuff like that. So, um, you know, or when it's okay. it just can okay. sediment when it's when it gets cold and stuff, it can crash down to the bottom. Um, it's actually called cold crashing when you make a when you're making a beer, you cold crash a beer to kind of clarify it and make it a bit clearer. But uh, yeah, bottle conditioned beers just have that sediment at the bottom. It's just yeast. I I'm quite confused by this. Um, it's got two things going on it's like as you said kinger you know when you, you decide to smash two styles together mm. you would always expect if you do that a little lost on each side like you know you'd, you'd sacrifice half of one and half of the other to have like one complete thing of the of the two styles 
This somehow seems to have retained both flavors and profiles of both styles, where initially you get a nice Belgian daily flavor, taste and mouthfeel, and then the lager taste hits you, maybe with slightly less carbonation. I think the carbonation is probably bang in the middle of the two. Um, and yeah, it's it's really confusing me because I I would have expected a lar- to me I expected a lager with maybe a few more floral notes than normal, a bit of a banana-y or maybe a clovey taste or something, and but mainly a lager. But it's it's a lot of the taste. It's it's gone way more than I thought it would be, while still not sacrificing anything from the lager side. So I'm I'm quite confused by this beer. Okay, so that brings us to the rating system for the Crafty Crew podcast, and it doesn't change from one week to the next. It starts with unbearable, then we have booze. Booze. We have just beer, then it's brutal, and then it's unbeerleavable. So I'm actually going to start this off, right? And having drinking having having drank this before, um, and enjoying it just as a lager. Um and drinking it now, knowing that it's kind of a mix of a Belgian style and a lager, I'm actually going to put this as a just beer, um, because we have we have penalised beers in the past, uh, kind of not for not doing what they say on the tin kind of thing. Well, bottle in this case, but um, maybe it's trying to do too much, or maybe it just maybe it just doesn't work. Maybe, but uh. I would have liked a much more lager flavor in this, knowing it's a lager. Now I'm kind of bogged down in the Belgian side of it. I think it's probably, and because I'm not a massive fan of the Belgian style in general, uh, it's probably taken away from it a little bit for me. So I'd say just beer. Yeah, I'll, I'll go next here because as it is a lager and stuff, I don't want to, you know, completely polax this in case people, in case the two boys are big fans or anything like that. I'll get mine out of the way early. Um. Yeah, similar to you, Kinger, because it is that kind of mix, uh, you know, for me, that mix kind of saves it in this case, because it has that Belgian-y flavor that I really like, I really enjoy. Um, the lager isn't there too much. Um, you know, I, I can, I've, you know, it, it, that'd be pretty refreshing if it's pretty cold on a nice warm day. You'd be, you'd be okay drinking that, you'd be happy. And, you know, for the percentage of it as well, at 4.9, it's not too bad. You're going to be able to enjoy a few of them, you know? But it's it's that lager side of it that yeah. you get at the end that kind of kills it for me. Um, it's nothing wrong with it. It's a good lager in my opinion, you know, which means it's pro- some people are going to love that if you like lager. And uh, that Belgian style, I think, is a big help for it. It gives it that kind of those kind of you know spiced notes that uh, they're a big help. <laughs> That's all I can say on it. They're just a big help. So I'll give it, <laughs> I'll give it a just beer and. Um, you know, I think that's that's pretty good for a lager for me. Yeah, that's a positive. Yeah, I'm kind of unsure because I was, um, I, I to be honest, I was kind of going above. Um, I was kind of leaning towards the brutal at the beginning, and then as Kinger pointed out, um, you have that one thing that says one and does another. Now it does say on the side of it, it's in a Belgian take on it, and maybe that's why I am enjoying it. And it is one of the nicer lagers I've had, but maybe that's because I'm not getting a huge amount of, I suppose, just say, larger taste off it. It tastes a lot more Belgian, I'm finding. Um, so I, you can, I, you, I, I, 
You can say it, Walshy. You know what you want to say. That flavor is. You can say <clears> it. Don't <throat> worry. I won't be offended. No, 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 no. I, I don't agree with you. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I. I think. I think I. I go back a little bit. Uh, I think I'll go just beer solely on the fact that. I think the only reason I was going that little bit further is because it tasted more Belgian-y than it did lager-y. And if it's supposed to be a lager mm. and it, I don't really get that, kind of drops it a point a bit. So I think I think it just bears kind of solid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to fall a little bit out of line with you guys here. Um I don't like lagers particularly. I think that's a stat well established on this podcast. We all have a little bit of an anathema against them. Uh, I'm a fan of the kind of Belgian style, the, the wheat beer style that Nally absolutely loves, but maybe not to the same extent as him. I think this is beautiful. I think the lovely spice floral tones give it a lovely uh, flavor at the start, makes it enjoyable to drink. I think the lager tones at the end aren't that strong. I personally think these are these are very like kind of dealable. I think there's enough carbonation to make it refreshing. It's not it's a little oily, but not too oily. I think it's it's right in the borderline there for going going down a spot. But for me, I think this is beautiful. I'm really enjoying it. And I think I would definitely, definitely try this again. Um it's one of the nicer lagers I've ever had. Um and I think that's the Belgian influence. I think those floral spice notes really complement this and really make that first experience of a mouthful delicious. And I think because of that, even though it does have that kind of largery off aftertaste, that's not that strong. And the pleasantness of the initial flavor is so good. It has to be beautiful for me. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue too much on it, Mark. It's, it, it's, even for me, it's a high just beer. It's not over the top. It hasn't reached beautiful, but... It, it is. It's a really good lager. Um, I would suggest anyone who's you know not a big fan of lager and you know maybe give it a go. Um, but more importantly, try some of Mexican's other beers. They're freaking class. Like the the Westward the 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 blonde is amazing and the Carnal Knowledge is unreal. So it is. So I would highly Carnal suggest getting is, out there. It's next level. It's next level. Yeah, I would uh, highly suggest getting out there and getting some of them into you. Just before I rubber stamp the Crafty Crew podcast rating with my terrible Mayo accent, I wanted to give a quick nod to the side of the bottle here. I noticed this when when we were in Westport. If you look just over the barcode, it says, Lover's Warning, our beer adds to the desire, but may take away from the performance. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's such a great way of putting it. Like, it's fantastic. That's beautiful, yeah. I love that. Yeah, And I still don't get the reference. but Whiskey dick. Whiskey dick, Walshie, yeah. Whiskey dick. <laughs> yeah. I... No. That means nothing to me. Okay, Kinger, it's time to hear your Mayo accent. And you know what? I'm not too pushed about Mayo as a county, so I don't really care if this is insulting or, you know, stereotypical. Really lean into it. I don't, I, I, I don't think Mayo accents can be insulting. They're just, just a bit, they're like myself except probably a little bit they sound like a Galway accent but a little bit thicker so like and there's H's on the end of every S so and, it's not Mexican and, it's Meshkin yeah and they're a bit more aggressive do you know, do you know what they're I mean? quite aggressive they're like you know instead of how are you like when they say how are you they don't mean like how are you they mean how are you like as I'm going to take how are your good day away yeah, from like, you yeah, yeah I want you you're having a good day I want yeah. it I'm going to take it you know 
just so simply putting the hate on everything I think can get me through this. So the so the Crafty Crew podcast are given Meshkin a just beer. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. It's yeah, it's that's fine. fair. Yeah. It's fine. yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, guys. So um, with the Olympics concluding this week. Uh, I thought it'd be nice to do a little bit of an Olympics quiz, like our uh, our quiz we had last week. But this time it'll be based on the Olympics, um, and a large portion of it will be Ireland. So I've got f- some five questions for you here. Um, and as usual, the last question will have so many points going. No, I'm only joking. It, it's it's a it's a yes or no. We're not doing that again. There's too much counting involved for me. So we're just going to have five questions. Uh, Walshi, do you, you seem to have a question there. Are you okay? Yeah, just, just a little thing I'd want. Can I bow out as I know nothing about the Olympics and never watch it? No. No. Oh, I don't know anything <laughs> about them either, Walshi. For the love of God, it's just a bit of crack. I know, but like, well, I'm she's... just saying, I want have an answer. Right, throw something out and I'll, I'll make up a few answers. I make up well, everything else allergic. on this podcast. Well, <laughs> well, she's allergic to fun. Now, I will preface this, that there's one question, and I'll let you know when it's coming up, that it... I'm kind of like I'm 95% sure I have this right, but who cares? You know, um, I went through the effort to make I, it because if there's a little bit of an accuracy, I'll care. I, I'll care if I get it right and you say it's wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, question one: We all ready? Yep. So, what position did Ireland finish in the medals table? Okay, Walsh, what's uh-huh. your answer? Um. How many countries are in the Olympics? Six. How many countries? How many countries are in the world, Walshi? And then how many qualifiers? They're all in, the in it. Okay, I have twenty. Okay, Nally. I, I'm I'm saying seventeenth. Okay, Kinger. I was saying in like in the thirties, like thirty thirty second or something. Oh, thirty nine. Okay, we finished thirty ninth. Okay, so. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to write down if there's a tiebreaker because Kinger got closer there, okay? That uh, that's going to be the tiebreaker questions at the end, like Jesus. Oh, I, I I wasn't arsed thinking of a sixth question, Ali. So that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> this is I this question. I can't help it. I can't good. help it, Mark. It's just a stupid goddamn. I, you're. I'm not competitive. You're competitive. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Are we ready for question two? Yeah. Where what position did Rory McIlroy finish representing Ireland in the golf? Fuck. Have a think. Uh, I didn't even know there was golf in the Olympics. <laughs> okay. Okay. Think of time's over. Nally, answer. I think he finished fifth. Okay, Kinger. I know he was in the hunt for the medals, so like let's say sixth. And while she eight. He finished fourth. Ah. I was going to say fourth. Well, you didn't, so you're wrong. Yeah, I know I did. <laughs> can, can that be the tiebreaker question? I think it's much better. <laughs> yeah, because you're at a ginger, huh? Very good. Well, we'll see. Nobody's had any points so far, so, I mean, we, we may need it. So um, you're saying Irlanda Nilpois? Yes. Okay, so this is a four-point question, right? Oh, balls. So I want two points for the athlete, <laughs> one point for the country, and one point for the overall style of event. Which athlete had the most medals this year at the Olympics? So individually, who achieved the most medals? So one for country, one for type of event, and one or two for athlete. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Kinger, you go first this time. 
I don't know her name, but I think she was Ethiopian and she's a runner. Okay, see, an Ethiopian runner. That's zero points for Kinger. Fuck. Yeah, no. I think it's. I think it was. Uh, was it Simone Biles, uh, the US gymnast, came back and got the most? You get one point. Oh. I'm not telling you why yet, because while she says the answer, I was going to take one point. I was, I was going to say her as well. So Simone, you're going for Simone Biles as well. No, yeah. but mm, yeah, you are. No, that you can't change your answer. Well, you told me you wouldn't. You guys told me you'd be honest. And I, didn't I never, have to see I never, down. I never said that. That's what I was going to give. Yeah, you did. You said I was going to say her as well. Kinger well has which would have been American and gymnastics as well, and obviously all yeah, three. So you, okay, so you get a point for her. The answer was Caleb Dressel for the USA. So that's why you two get a point. And it was yeah. swimming. He got five medals. Uh, okay, okay. That's great performance. Okay, so this is my um. Oh, well, she were in the lead. This is my question. Not her call shenanigans. This is a question. You may, you might call shenanigans after this question. Which is the <laughs> only country who's, uh, let's say, representing athletes, you know, the, the guys that they sent to the Olympics for them, um, didn't win any medals this year? So, so which country basically, you know, no medals well, for you, hard luck? Is there only one? There is only one, far as I could tell. And I put a whole like seven or eight minutes of research into this, so it's pretty sure. conclusive, you know. I mean, that's more than we do for anything else on this podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the I've been asking you guys who goes first, so we're rotating back to Walshi. So, Walshi, I want an answer. Kazakhstan. No, actually, they actually win loads because they win all the wrestling and stuff. So, powerlifting and stuff as well. Yeah, uh, Kinger. Russia. And Nali? Russia were like second or third in the medal count, I believe. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, unless you're, no, because he's not saying the Russian Olympics Committee. That's different. Um, I'll go with uh, Liechtenstein. Uh, the answer was in. Russia. Ah, I thought so, Because. Yeah. Um, Russian Olympic Committee. Yeah, Russia got no medals. Yeah. Uh, fuck you and uh, your well cheating. Done. You got no medals. <laughs> Uh, what? Let's be honest. None of us really trust any of the medals that the Russian Olympic Committee got either. So, Why you know. didn't no. they get medals? Uh, because Russian the last two Olympics, Olympics. <laughs> yeah. The athletes, oh. the athletes can go, but they don't represent Russia. Like if so, if if a Russian athlete wins a medal, they they refuse to play the Russian national anthem. Even yeah, like they're barred oh. from all competition. Yeah, I, it crossed my mind. My mind. As you said, the Russian Olympic Committee, like because yeah. you said Russia, and I was like, no, sure, they surely win loads. They do. Yeah. like they were they like do. third in the medal counts. Well, the Olympic they were in a beach volleyball final. Like, yeah. why are they like? How are they in a beach volleyball final? You know, As Sochi's a you know resort. Have you not seen the F one? Fair. Fair. Okay, guys. Final question. So we all have one point up to this. So you know, very good. And like all of my quizzes, everything everything can be won. On the last question, <laughs> everything so, else is irrelevant. Uh, yes, pretty much. <laughs> um, so now we're down to the the guts of Ireland. Okay, so here's the question. It's a little bit of a long one, so listen carefully. I want to know how many medals Ireland won at this year's Olympics. The exact breakdown of those Olympics and the events we won those Olympic medals in. So. There's a point for each correct event. There's a point for the correct total. And there's a point if you have the correct breakdown of level. 
So obviously there's gold, silver, bronze medals. If you get the right amount of each like level of medal, that's a point. So you, you have a total of um you know, X amount of points. I don't actually tell you how many how many points you can get because then that might give away yeah, and yeah. but you can get enough points to win the quiz here. So more than two. Yes. I have a question. I have a question for you, Mark. Yeah. Team event is one medal. Is it one medal? medal. Yes. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if 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 the USA won basketball, okay, so that's that's technically one medal in the table, even though every member of the team will get a medal. Yeah, that's cool. Just to be sure. Are we ready? Uh, Yeah. Can I go first because I didn't write it down? It is your go to go first anyway. So, Nali, oh, okay. what's your answer? I think that Ireland had five medals. Two gold, silver, and two bronze. Uh, gold in rowing and boxing. Silver in... Uh, I don't know. You don't, you then, don't need um, to give me the breakdown for the, for the event. Oh, okay, so you... Okay, yeah, so... Two, two, two gold, one silver, and a bronze. Boxing, rowing, and uh, I'll guess a question as the last one. It's the only thing. It's okay. the things we're good at: Box, fighting, rowing, and horses. <laughs> okay, uh, King, you're up. So I only have us getting medals in two sports: so boxing and sailing. Mm-hmm. And I have it broken down to three in the boxing and two in the sailing. And I have... So you're saying five total, Two yeah. silver... Five total, sorry, yeah. Yeah, okay. five total, yeah. Two silver, one bronze, one gold. Okay. One silver. Oh. Okay. And... Walshi? Oh, and in all honesty, the only two that I knew of were boxing and rowing. So I'm going to go them yeah. too. What medals? Sorry, the sailing, I'd go... sailing is... I, I, I did mean rowing. Uh, am I not going to change that? No, that's what I meant. I must accept your first answer, Kinger. I meant the <laughs> rowing. Like, I meant the two boys. From, like, okay. It's way too okay. late to change it now, Kinger. <laughs> I did I've mean had a good rowing. Chuckle, like, I, I've had a good chuckle obvious. waiting <laughs> to explain how you were wrong. <laughs> how you got zero oh, points. Man. That's very annoying. Go on, Walshie. I'll so go with two, two gold and two bronze. Uh, boxing. And four and four in total then. Cause you're going four gold, total, you're going yeah, sorry. Okay, so Kelly Harrington won gold in boxing. Congratulations, Kelly. Fantastic. Uh, in the, we also had a bronze in women's boxing. So two yeah. of our medals came for boxing. Uh, one gold and one bronze. We also had a bronze in the women's coxless fours. And Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy won gold in the men's double skulls, which means we had four medals total, two gold and two bronze, in boxing and rowing. Congratulations, Paul Walsh. Full points there. Winning the quiz uh, with nine points to Nally's four to Kinger's one. Knows nothing about the Olympics, my <laughs> whole. Hey, look, I look, I knew we won something in boxing and I knew we won something in, in rowing. So the rest of it was... Educated guesses. Okay, that brings us on to uh, the White Hags uh, Dry Hopped Lemon Sour uh, from Sligo. So, crack them open, lads. I'm really looking forward to this. Before I crack this open, like, I'm really excited. 
about this. Here we go. <gasps> that noise is one of my favorites. Sheer <laughs> terror that happens when a can explodes. Bastard. Still excited, bud. I am, actually. So while we're all pouring this out, uh, just to give a brief comment on the White Hags can design. So they have this lovely WH combination uh, logo with in on a brown background in a in a white circle with the White Hag Irish Brewing Company around it, and all their cans change the the main colours of the can. There's usually kind of two colours in this kind of zigzaggy um, format, and I think uh, I really really kind of like that because if you're a fan of the White Hag, when you go to the off license. All their beers are usually, you know, like in the same section and they're immediately recognizable. It's one of those kind of very good logos that we all kind of know as soon as we've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I look there. It's a lot of like wavy lines and shapes and the whole way throughout the can. So um, can I just start with the smell on this? Right. So we know the smell of sours has gotten off on the wrong foot, so to speak. Um do you know when you go into a do you know when you go into a bathroom that hasn't been cleaned in quite some time, like a public bathroom that hasn't been cleaned and there's like maybe piss has been sitting in the urinal for a couple of days? That's exactly what this smells like. This does not smell pleasant at all. I don't know. I, this this might be just all the sours I've drank since that episode two, season one. Guys, go check it out. Um but it's not I wouldn't say it's unpleasant. It's really tart and acidic is how I would describe it. So, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with you completely, Kinger. I don't think it's that bad smelling as sours go. Um, I think what you're getting is maybe the dry hops. So that kind of dankness that you get from the hops is kind of sitting there at the top, which is what you expect kind of from a dry hop beer. But, uh, yeah, that's not as pissy as you think. I don't think. Oh, holy moly. Oh, God. Oh, I just took a mouthful. This is very, very tart. So, uh, wow. kind of, kind of wow. what Marcus said, and I, I haven't drank it for a particular reason yet. Going off what Mark said, maybe it's because, and I've, I'd probably say I probably one of drank the most sours, or definitely very close to it, or I enjoyed them the most out of four of us probably. And I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm just used to the smell, but I don't find the to smell that bad anymore i i was like oh you know do you know what that's actually not too bad but maybe it's a thing like kind of marks did it's like you've had so many you kind of get used to the smell so you're like oh no that's quite nice and then just to lead off it's the reason i haven't drank it yet going off the smell it smells very tart and i like them sours that are very very tart and there's the f- a small handful that i know i'm like yeah i'm all about so and then there's other sours that are like, eh, there's a small hint, and they kind of let me down. So I'm kind of nervous to see what way it goes. But off your expression, um, I'm I'm excited now. So while she Markham's razor, the simplest explanation is usually the right one. You don't think it smells that bad, neither do me or Nally, but Kinger does. So therefore, the simplest ex- explanation is that Kinger is just wrong. Ah, uh, that works. Yeah, Nally. Markham's razor, really. Yeah, Marcus says. You know what? Nobody knows to correct me. <laughs> you, you know what? I'll give you. God damn it. I'll allow it. Um yeah, it, it is uh it's it's quite tired. 
I don't think it's uh, it's not as hard as some of the other sours I've had, but it's definitely up there. Like it's what you want from a sour. You know, you want that tartness. You don't want it to be sour and then it's just like just a lot of raspberry flavor, which is just mildly tart. So just to kind of roll back a little bit on description, then there there is basically no head on this. It's non-existent, and um, it's quite a hazy sour, like which they kind of typically tend to be. And as we've described, it's quite tart on the front end. The mouthfeel, the mouthfeel is pretty refreshing. There's a lot of carbonation there, and I think, like, let me know if you're getting this, but I'm getting like a nice fruitiness on the back end of the tartness. Well, I mean, I'm glad to report that it's de- it definitely tastes a lot better than it than it, than it smells. Um, even if the lads will disagree with me, but um, I do I do quite like a like I have a very sweet tooth anyway, and I think I know it's a different type of sweet, but I love like you know lemony sherbety kind of very sour taste as well. So um, I think it's, I think it's quite pleasant. I think this this would be a nice dr- a nice drink for like after dinner. I I would think when you're quite full, you know. Yeah, I would agree. I definitely get the lemony uh, flavor off of this. I can get where they're going with the lemon sour. Um, I think this would be a lovely, like, hot weather drink. Really crisp and refreshing. Yeah, actually, yeah. It'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's super drinkable, so it is. And it's only, what, 3.5%? So you could crush a couple of these yeah. on, nice, on a sunny day, like, outside. You could definitely have a good few of these. And the thing with it as well, though, Mark, I know we were saying it's pretty carbonated at the start. As it warms up, that carbonation tends to drop off a bit. So it's one you'd have to drink quick if it was on a cool day, you know. Otherwise, it would get flat and you wouldn't be happy with it at all. I say a lot of the sours I've tried, especially recently, have, for whatever reason, there's a lot of sediment in them. Um, especially the bottle ones, but even the can ones, you're getting sediment. There's no sediment at the bottom of this glass, which for me is really good because sometimes, you know, you're finishing a sour and um, it's been okay. Like you're saying, this is grand. And as you get to that last, like 15, 20% of the beer, every time you're taking a mouthful, you're seeing the gunk stick into the bottom of your glass. And that is really unappealing. So if it's a delicious beer, you're like, ah, yeah, that's just it. I'll deal with it. But when it's those okay standard beers, you're like, I'm not putting up with this. That looks kind of ganky. You don't get it with this. Yeah, no, I've kind of noticed that myself, Mark. A lot of them that they're bringing out at the minute tend to be unfiltered um, fruit sours. So you're kind of getting the leftover bits of the fruit that's made it through to the bottling or the canning pro- process, um, which, you know, 100%, it's not appealing. I don't mind, like, if there's a bit of yeast floating in your glass or something, you're like, oh, fuck it, it's okay. But when it's proper chunks, it's it's different. Like it's not it's not something that you're looking forward to. Um, this is a weird one, right? And it's purely based or going on the, on the taste of it. If you put the glass up to your lips and don't let any like beer in, you you already start to feel the sour on your lips before you even drink it. That's how unbelievably sour this is. Like, it's incredible. Uh, as our resident sour, um. Nerd is the wrong word, maybe, but uh, expert. Let's say, let's say expert. Let's be kind. I don't know if I go that far. As Milhell said in The Simpsons, nerds are. I'm not a nerd. Nerds are smart. <laughs> that works. Jesus but I, I mean, I like expert. It's been. I don't think I've ever been called an expert in anything, but I'll take it for a reason. I'll say expert. What are your, yeah, what are your for a reason? Um, as I stated earlier on, I was like, I do prefer them super tart ones and i've had a handful and this one definitely lands up there um 
pretty much from what all all you've said it's refreshing it's not overly strong i do think what nally's saying is like and i find it with a lot of sours you're not really want to be wanting to be sipping on and sipping on and sipping on and leaving it there for a long time because it probably would a lot of that fizz and stuff would die off i think so you would have to drink it not down it by any means but not leave it sitting um but this is very nice and um no more than any some of the other sours like me and kinger had one the other night that was unbelievable um this would be up there as well um so you give me a, a really tart sour i'm kind of all about it to be honest with you um lads are are, are sours quite sugary I mean, you may have touched on this before but would they be would they be high in sugar content I know the fruits um, would have like well, natural sugar, etc. But like, not, not necessarily. They they tend to be more. It's the acidity in them that gives them that sourness. You know, like if you have a uh, lactic acid. Remember, we said it before that you're the most sour man after the gym because of the lactic acid. So yeah, they yeah, have yeah, like yeah. <laughs> they have lactic acid or a citric acid kind of in them to make them that bit more sour. And a, a good way you can tell is that a lot of sours tend to be on the lower end of the alcohol. You know, um the the alcohol scale it's it's on the lower end it's because there's not as much sugar in a lot of them um you know because the sugar is fermented and it, that's what gives you the the abv but you know like this one for example is a 3.5 so it's not that much sugar in it it's more the acid that's in it that um sours it up and you know it can come from a couple of different stages so you can either have it you can you can boil off your beer and then you can add in uh, lactobacillus which produces lactic acid as well as just a small bit of alcohol you know you know like those little droppers like an ear dropper type of job um i've seen people where they have that and they've brewed a sour and you'll be drinking the sour and you can adjust it like if you want it to be more tart they'll give you the little dropper of lactic acid so you can drop in a few more drops to make it super sour i'd love to get that for walshie and see how how sour he can go <laughs> hey i'm all about it. i'm happily try that out <laughs> pure lactic acid nothing else like I'm, <laughs> lactic acid in vodka and he'd be happy out i would genuinely love to find and if anybody that could point me in the right direction to find me the most sour beer that i could get my hands on and just to see if it genuinely makes me i don't know cringe or squirm a little bit you know what would be a good place for people to do that uh People to do that would be uh, if they got onto us on social media, where we have you know a bit of a presence sometimes. Oh yeah, what's that social? Uh, so we're on Facebook at the Crafty Crew. Yeah, we're on Facebook at the Crafty Crew podcast. We're on Untapped, which is essentially Facebook for beer, at the Crafty Crew podcast. And um, you know, give us a follow there. You might get a sneak peek at some of our beers early if we ever put them up. Uh, you know, because sometimes we get a bit plastered and we put things up a bit early. But sure, just deal with it. Um, and if you're okay, you know our, if you're a bit more old school you can get us at the crafty crew podcast at gmail.com if you want to just send us an, and mark in the last episode said he's setting up a whatsapp but there's been no you know there's been no more forward on that no because we've got yeah. we've got no one in touch with us so you know <laughs> yeah i i have no follow-through that's established like there's no whatsapp getting set up. <laughs> um okay look i'm not drink, i'm not drinking this down because i'm actually enjoying it too much but do we want to move on to the rating yes sir yep um, and I not go first. I'll go no, first. Let's, let's 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 okay. Let's let's go with Nally first. So yeah, I'll go first. I'm happy out with this. This is a beautiful for me. It's a solid beer. It's uh, it's tart. It's not, you know, I've had more sour 
sours, but it's it's up there. It's pretty decent. Uh, 3.5% makes it super crushable. Like, on a warm day outside, you could have quite a few of these, I think. Um, you know, maybe 5 or 6 at 3.5% without going over the top. Um, really drinkable. Really nice, I'd say, for after dinner instead of maybe, you know, instead of a dessert type of thing. That's what we've kind of always said about sours. They'd be good for that. Just to cleanse the palate. But yeah, really good beer. Um, better when it's cold. As it warms up, it might be, it's it's a little more sour as it warms but it loses some of that carbonation. Um, and the carbonation, I think, really helps it. It's really nice. So I'll go brutal um, and happy happy with that. Yeah, um, I won't I won't mess about too long. Um, pretty much everything that Nally said was kind of where I'm at. Um, the only thing is that I kind of stated like like two times already is like I enjoy my sours as tart as possible, and this is definitely up there. Uh, in comparison to some I've had that have a small bit, but not really mm, enough to really make me want to have more. Uh, if anything, right now I'm just disappointed it's a 330 mil can and not a 440. Uh, but sure, <laughs> you can't win them all. So, yeah, no, a bit brutal for me as well. Cool. I um, I think it's it's real Moorish. Like, it's very easy to drink a few of them. Like you were saying, Ali could crush a couple of these on a, on a nice kind of warm evening. Um, I love the super heavy kind of sour tartness in it. Like, I, I really like that. It's like a real kind of lip smacking. Like you kind of have to reset your, your, your eyes a bit after you've, you've drank it. So, um, you know, unlike Meskin and the seven virtues dagger, it does exactly what it says on the tin, which is one thing that I always score high for. So, uh, I would say brutal for me as well. Yeah. So it's not going to change it, but for me, this is, um, this is unbelievable. This is the, definitely the nicest oh. sour I've had. Uh, it's very tart, but it's not like, tart to the point that you can't enjoy it uh it doesn't change too much i know nally was saying it does get a bit more sour as it warms up carbonation drops off a little bit mm. but you know this is so tasty you're not going to be letting it get too warm you're going to be swamping this left right and center you know even in sips you're just going to be constantly at it um the 3.5 percent makes it sessionable which is a huge thing with sours normally they're you know either high or there's residues in there or for whatever reason, they're not really sessionable. They're kind of like a one or maybe two. <clears throat> I can imagine myself having five or six of these. You know, um, warm day, yep. Digestive after dinner, yep. Just for the crack of it being delicious, yeah, definitely. This is um, now my favorite sour, I think, and yet yeah, unbelievable for me. No hesitations. Nice, solid. So this, so so far, this so well. I mean, so far we're coming towards the end, end of the episode, but this episode has really thrown um, uh, the the playbook out the window because Mark has rated both beers last and has been more positive than everyone else, which is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm statistically the the most pessimistic person in the group, and we have a large sample size that we can actually get data out here to compare <laughs> and prove that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I've, I've really enjoyed that lager and I've really enjoyed that sour. Um, you know, the lager, especially one of my favorites, but that sour definitely. Now, let's be honest, I'm not, I'm not an expert in the sours game at all. I've had maybe 20 to 25 of them, but I still think that's a large enough sample size to kind of know what I'm on about with them. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, this is definitely the favorite of the ones I've had. 
Now, I am a big lemon fan, which probably leans it a bit oh. more to, to my yeah. tastes. Um, but I think both of these beers have landed right in my wheelhouse. And I think that's why I'm giving them a little bit more of a positive rating. Yeah, I'd say, Mark, the dry, the dry hop on this um, probably helps as well because you're a big IPA fan. So a little yeah. bit of hoppiness in the background is definitely definitely a winner. Like, Yeah, I'd say you're right. So, Kinger, uh, are you going to tell us how this does so in your best Sligonese? Sure. In Sligo, that's going kind of too north again, but uh, the White Hags dry hopped let me gets, yeah, I'm, I'm just doing it, <laughs> gets a beautiful from the Crafty Crew podcast. <laughs> that's a Sligo thing on a guess. Boo, Kinger. Boo, 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 yeah. uh, boo, boo, me. Boo, me. <laughs> if you had a boat, what beer related pun name would you give it? Have one, but go for it. Stout and about. Good, I like that. I mean, I'm That's just gonna strong. just as a caveat, you're not allowed to use Galway uh, Bay's full sale IPA. Okay, that's out because it's not yeah, already or, anything or Galway or Hooker. Galway Hooker. Any of them are out. You can't copy. You have to have a bit of originality with this answer. What about what about what about the the IP waves? That's brilliant. Oh, that's good. Stop taking all the good answers. That's good. Stop googling, Nally. You're googling. No, I, I can't Google because my, my phone and my internet would shit the bed if I try and Google it. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. You could have the C's on. Shut up, Instead Nally. of the C's on. The C's shut on. Nally, stop taking all the good answers. Just because I can deal with this. I have to give you some boys because you're really struggling here. Like, If I get one more, you can all use one each. <laughs> I mean, IP IP waves is the is the winner. I think. Yeah. I can obviously cut out all the silence of his thinking. It's fine. Um, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been done many a time, King. Many, <laughs> many, many times. Um, I know you said not to use it, but it's kind of a pun off a song. Full sail away. But it's not a beer related. No. But how about this? Right. This is. This this is a this is a bit out there, okay? So boozy cruisy double IPA. Boozy cruisy is fine. I just go with the boozy cruisy. Boozy cruisy, yeah. yeah. Mm. But it would be a double. Yeah, that's I think it would be a double, you know. But boozy cruisy, I don't know. What's your answer, Kinger? Come on, Kinger. Come on, Kinger. Come on, the fuck yeah. Supposed to be ho, it's probably the one that does Eamon Dunphy wouldn't okay, keep okay, his right. this. Come on. Okay. 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 How's this? How's this? Aquahol. Ah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay, that's good. Yeah, all right. Okay, all right. Fair enough. I'll <laughs> we'll give you that. Look at that. Was good. <laughs> I don't think Eamon Dunphy would have a better one, to be fair. That's I, 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 I think that's one. Sure. He probably would. He'd probably, he'd probably call it, he'd probably call it Eamon. Yeah. Or the Bodge Little instead of Bo- Rod Little, it'd be the Bodge. Oh, Eamon Dunphy did. Eamon Dunphy Irish. did have a, a nautical related beer. He named a beer called Marooned, and look how successful that's become. People don't know that. Oh, yeah. Eamon Dunphy yeah. has named every great. Yeah. Eamon Dunphy I think Walshie's going to actually start losing his mind if we continue name. this Eamon Dunphy um, barrage at the end of every episode. So I'll wrap it up here. Next week, we're heading to Roscommon and Longford. So until then, it's a goodbye from Nally, goodbye from Walshie. Away from Mark and from myself, King. Oh, the green and red of mayo. See you next week. <laughs>